your martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now... Paul, Paul, Paul. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Today we are covering the most prolific martial arts movie of all time. The movie that basically not only set Bruce Lee on the world stage, but martial arts in general on the world stage. People did not know what martial arts really was, or they had very faint idea of it. The the concept of Kung Fu wasn't even really a thing until this movie finally came out and the whole West was really on board with the wave that Bruce Lee and Robert Klaus pioneered. And modern martial arts movies have a lot to owe to this film. And I don't like this movie. (laughs) 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 That's my long introduction for this film. I like that intro. That's nice. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Enter the Dragon. Zero. This is not your first time watching this, right? It is my first time watching this, actually. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As with Way of the Dragon, I have seen the various clips of the famous moments and whatnot. Man, that that gif of Bruce Lee jumping up and down on the guy's neck always cracks me up. Have you seen that? No, I don't think I have. So you know the moment when he when he jumps on the guy's neck and he snaps it, and it's like the very very up close of his face. He's like, you know, he's <laughs> oh all, yeah yeah yeah, that, oh that one. Uh-huh. Somebody made a gif of that just looping up and down, <laughs> back and forth. But he's like kind of bouncing up and down. It. I don't know that that's like. That was like my one of my biggest interpretations of this movie because I, I've never seen it before. That that scene is supposed to be badass. Although watching it, what almost fifty years after the fact, it's just kind of silly. Um, the the framing of it and how they decided to shoot it makes it silly. Um, yeah, it is supposed to be pretty emotional because of you know story aspects and what and what the character is going through, yeah. but to really get that close on somebody as they're killing somebody and his you know the expressions that he's making all the emotional things that is going through his mind at the time it's uh, it's uh, i mean i don't find it funny i just think it's a little silly i I think maybe it's just of the time oh yeah i completely agree i don't think that resonates very well compared to the way of the dragon right i feel like the way that he kills chuck norris at the end it, it resonates so well because you can completely understand without any words uh you know like he doesn't want to do it and actually it works well with the story and the way that they set up the character in this movie it's not so much it's like, well he was he wants revenge yeah, in this yeah. movie so in way of the dragon he doesn't really want to fight chuck right. norris but he has to and then he doesn't want to kill him in this movie the the, the driving uh, purpose of him to go to Hans Island is for revenge with the additional plot of him having to go there for what the CIA or something mm-hmm. to infiltrate and and whatnot yeah, but, yeah. interesting you yeah. say Hans Island because that's one of the original titles for this movie can you believe that Warner Brothers wanted that as the actual title uh the other cons- contender was uh the deadly three and blood and steel none of those titles work none of them enter the dragon is such a great title um 
Well, it and just works thematically for what it is. It is an introduction for yeah. Bruce Lee to Western audiences, and yeah, that's essentially for him going worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely. I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, I, my intro aside, I understand the influence of this movie. I understand why so many people look up to this film. But from a film standpoint, I think this movie is just meh at best. It, it's not as bad as The Big Boss. I actually think The Big Boss is easily one of the worst ones in Bruce Lee's mm -hmm. catalog just because of budget. This movie's just kind of meandering to me. I well, don't very, find a lot. It, it's very simple, really. I, yeah. I actually like the pre how simple the premise is, as with all his movies. They're very yeah. simple premises. Right. So when I first watched this, I, I had very similar sentiments. I was kind of bored, just really, really bored. <laughs> and it isn't until the end where things really just brighten up, things become lively and much more interesting in terms of cinematics and then action. And at the end of it, though, I, I think because of that first whole portion, it made me just not like it. It made me not like the whole experience. Right. But after rewatching it today, knowing the story and me being able to now focus on different aspects of what I was watching, I did like it a lot more. So okay. after a rewatch, I, I, I appreciate it more and I kind of put it higher on my list. Mm, okay. Uh, well, this movie I've seen once before. Uh, I didn't want to watch it again. <laughs> the, the, there wasn't much entertainment value to gleam off of it. I don't think the action is good as the other movies. I mean, as much as I don't like the action in The Big Boss at times, um, there's some pretty good things to, to talk about there. This particular one doesn't have so much of that. Um, and a lot of that can kind of stem with what I talked about in the last episode with The Way of the Dragon. Uh, Warner Brothers wasn't 100% confident with Bruce Lee taking over, uh, taking the entire film. So they gave uh, equal, try to give equal billing to John Saxon, the, the white guy, and Jim Kelly, the black guy. So trying to like vary it up a little bit. And, um, I mean, if you're going to compare the three, Bruce is clearly more talented in the physical department. Yeah. Um, but Bruce has to take a backseat sometimes because uh, we have to show that these other two characters have their own fight scenes, and they're okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't mind that we kept on going back and forth between them hmm. uh, because Bruce Lee's character is so one-note. Hmm. It yep. was refreshing that we got two different character archetypes that we would constantly cut back and forth between because mm -hmm. the stoic revenge hero while while he's admirable and he's quaint i think that can only keep your interest for so long sure. i like that we cut back to the very cool calm jim kelly and then also to the very you know slightly conniving but also gambler uh john saxon character you know it's it's great that i think it was really good we have the three characters that we can kind of cut back and forth to yep. but it's very clear this is the you know the bruce lee show at the same yeah. time like right. once it's once it's all him at the end it's just it just kind of goes all the way all right through yeah that. well the story uh while we're talking well i guess we can kind of move into that territory and at least explain it that way yes we have those two extra characters but the the general story. Uh, oh, I can sum it up really easily. Um, Mortal Kombat. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's just, I mean, like, yeah, like every basically every tournament movie, every tournament fighter, video game, anything that has to do with a fighting tournament, blood sport, all these things take reference from this movie. Again, there's a reason why this movie has a legacy. It's Bruce Lee needs to find or infiltrate a tournament uh, in order to apprehend the big boss who's running the tournament. And also, uh, conveniently, he has a sibling, just like in Mortal Kombat, who dies by the hand of... because of something related to the tournament. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's that. I think I think like that's analogous to the Liu Kang character that we have in Mortal Kombat, obviously. But um, we have this extra characters who are just, like, flawed. We have John Saxon, who's, like, a gambler, like you said. Um, he has, like, money problems, and he's here, I guess, to because of that. And then there's Jim Kelly, who, um, because this is the early 70s, uh, he was defending himself from crooked racist cops, I guess. And now he's on the run from the, the law. Man, that's and a now he's great on- scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. I, man, like, that took mm-hmm. me by surprise. Yeah. So he gets, you know, sh- shaken down by cops for no reason, minding his own business. Yep. And it's crazy because he strikes the cop when they try to go at him and then they accuse him of assaulting a police officer. And in my mind, I thought like, Oh my God, he is fucked. Like what's going to happen. And then he beats him up and speeds away in their cop car. And I was, I was kind of cheering at that. I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. As even, even though that is something you do not do today (laughs) or, or back then at all. Like it, it was a weird heroic moment, but I can see how, conservatives might hate that as well this is um yeah this is the early 70s so we're playing up to a couple things that were popular at the time black exploitation was like really like booming in that era or like i guess like starting in that era so like we want to play up to that too you know? and like yeah, of course like the political climate was changing you know like wasn't wasn't that long ago if, uh, martin luther king would like did his speech so it's like we changed things were changing culturally so like again this movie is like in this right time frame of american culture um but i was i was gonna i just want to i'm not a political history buff i will say though like in terms of jim kelly um it's surprising that this time around i watched it and i thought he wasn't bad uh in terms of his uh in terms of his physicality on screen this is easily the best i've ever seen him and I haven't seen a whole bunch of Jim Kelly movies, but anytime I've watched him perform in anything, I think it was just okay. I think yeah, it wasn't we, just... We, well, I don't know about you, but I watched a lot of his movies when we were covering, um, what was it, Black History Month. You know, mm-hmm. I went through his filmography or most of it. And yeah, it's it's crazy how if you have a good fight choreographer and you, right. you're just filmed properly, you can look very good on camera. Yep. And in his in you know he he got some stardom because of this movie and to see how his other films fared compared to this it's like oh right. it it almost seems like a step back yeah like yeah, you can see sure. he's still capable but they just don't know how to film him correctly right right it's it's interesting cuz uh i mean i knew that jim kelly was a black belt in karate um but i didn't know john saxon was apparently a black belt too mm-hmm. 
And everything I had nice to say about Jim Kelly, I can't say the same for John Saxon. Really? I, I don't agree with you there. Really? Okay. Yeah. When he fights Bolo, I was surprised at the the competency of the choreography. Like I mm. that's like one of my more uh that's one of the more interesting fights for me. Really? It, it, yeah, like there is a great there is a great exchange of blows before it goes into that arm bar. Mm, and it's, you mm. know, you can clearly see it's all John Saxon and Bolo just going at it. And then they go into the arm bar. But that's it. Like, that's mm. that's the height of it for me. Uh, and then everything else he does, I, I don't think he really does too much. Like, because he's not supposed to. He's not, I, I don't think he's the focus of the martial arts in this movie. So. Well, that was uh, something that he thought he was, <laughs> thought he thought the movie was going to yes, be yes. about him. <laughs> this movie shares a lot of parallels with the big boss in that mm -hmm. uh james tien in the big boss was you know kind of sharing screen time with bruce lee and then if bruce couldn't you know pick up the pace uh james tien would have taken over and my understanding is that um was it robert saxon or uh, john, john saxon, saxon. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. john saxon what he was all they were also doing the same thing where if they thought bruce lee couldn't really you know do it or or capture uh, uh what they were looking audiences yes then they would have probably edited john saxton like in a lot more and because it's funny you can see him disappear at the end and in my mind i'm thinking there's probably footage of him doing more on that <laughs> battlefield yeah uh, i'm kind of glad they didn't go that route john saxton's um I mean, his story's not that interesting, right? It's, yeah. it's, I mean, like, also at the same time, I don't really root for his character. He's he's a very flawed individual. Um, and, like, I'm really here to... I mean, because Bruce's story, it, it's his character's a lot more noble, and he's here for a reason. So I definitely want... I'm rooting for him. Um, so I, at the same time, I get it. Early 70s, you know, you want to play it safe. Uh, you know, you well, want the have, white hero... Nothing... Yeah, we have nothing to anchor onto with him. Mm -hmm. We understand he has the gambling debt and that he's kind of a playboy, but that's kind of it. They they do give him a little bit of emotional, not closure, they, they give him an emotional moment at the end, and yep. you do feel for it because he did have a relationship with this one person. But and that's that's like the extent of it. That's it. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, There's nothing that... interesting about it, but that is all they give him. <laughs> the way that that storyline or beeline, whatever you want to call it, ends, it's kind of, oh, that's what happened to her? I was like, the movie like barely acknowledges this. Oh, there she right, is right. on the ground, lifeless. I, I Like I mentioned, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that if they felt Bruce Lee couldn't really capture what they wanted, that maybe they would have fleshed out sure. stuff with him more. Maybe there, Maybe there's footage of him trying to protect her or her trying to protect herself and ultimately... Yeah meeting her demise and whatnot so yeah yeah but uh i mean i will say uh the quality of filmmaking for sure and we're not talking about the uh, the action direction we're talking about the the quality obviously it's a step up from every other movie that we've talked about uh, with bruce lee um because we're, we're moving to the west i mean it's just in terms of like resources expenses uh, you know like we have a little bit more it's it's a warner brothers well, yeah. film right yeah uh, there's budget actually there's actual budget but it's mm -hmm. weird because sometimes there was a lot of production problems with this movie uh, you know like the triads got involved at one point you know like there's communication between american and chinese uh crews uh to the point where like 
they're like, oh, in this scene, we need doves. And then they brought in frogs <laughs> for some reason. Uh, you know, like just a lot of issues um, with the movie. And I think the final product kind of buries all that. You wouldn't even know. I think the, yeah, the I, look I, of the film is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you wouldn't know that those that the courtyard where all of them are fighting or doing their their um, their poses on uh, that's just tennis courts. Really, <laughs> those are just tennis courts that oh, they just man. painted over. I I thought they were at temples, just abandoned temples that they probably <laughs> excavated and just cleared out and made into sets. Yeah, yeah, um, but no, they they I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, I, again, this is only my second watch. Maybe if I watch it more times which I probably will not do because I don't like the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I probably notice all the, the, you know, the seams. But um, yeah, okay. So, I mean, I'll wrap it up like why I would, I don't like this movie at, towards the recommendation section of this. But um, yeah, I don't like the film because it's just in, the, in pretty much like all departments besides the budget, besides the production value. Um, there's nothing about this movie that I really latch onto. Um, the action's not as good as his previous films. The story is just kind of meandering. It kind of like takes a step back, almost all the way back to um, the big boss. It's like, ah, oh, this is kind of slow. I don't really care. Um, yeah, I mean, and then uh, I think I think the only thing I really like about this movie is the score. I mean, everyone loves the score for this movie. It's it's yeah, it became Bruce Lee's uh, like unofficial theme song. So, I, but like every other department, I don't know, it doesn't really work for me. I kind of like this movie after the second rewatch. Like I said, something about it. It's also because I was fast forwarding through the low <laughs> because I already, you know, I already got yeah. the, I already got the, the story beats that I need to get. Mm. Um, okay. I, I'm in sentiment where as long as the movie ends well, I generally like it. And I do like the last action set pieces i think sure that's where you can see the american budget like the amount of extras going on having to choreograph that gigantic mess i'm a big fan of brawl like huge brawl choreography because that could easily oh, be right. silly yeah, and yeah. when i was watching it the second time or we we're watching the fights i love looking in the background and seeing what people are doing when you're supposed to be focusing on the main fight and you yeah. see people just like clenching hands and kind of going back and forth, just repeating like punches. You know, <laughs> they're not trying to do anything to detract from what is in the foreground. I, I yeah. love looking at stuff at like like that. Yeah. And right, I right. thought it I thought it did it pretty well. Like the action was pretty good in that in that final brawl. I liked it a lot. Mm. And then, while I didn't like the fight choreography of the last scene between him and Han, Han. Mm-hmm. I love that set piece. Like that Everyone visual does. is so, it's just so good. It's so good. And there's so much you can kind of extrapolate from that, especially because of what was happening in that opening conversation mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he's talking with his Sifu. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, so that was one of the things I wanted to bring up too. The movie was kind of losing me because all the philosophical dialogue felt like McDojo taglines. Really? <laughs> it, it felt like, well, may, maybe because this is an older movie and I'm, and I'm going backwards again. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that stuff before. Okay. To hear it now feels like influencer bullshit to me. Where like, <laughs> oh, 
you know, don't you, you follow can't fight. follow you Bruce on TikTok. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't win without losing. You know, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. stupid contradictory stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. put and, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I get it. At the time, I'm sure this was probably insightful for right. a lot of people. But to hear it now, it it kind of made me roll my eyes at a lot of this uh, stuff. Okay. Well, I, I guess for me, I, I, one, I didn't, I didn't grow up with martial arts, uh, like for me practicing it until much later in life. So I think I have that, uh, you know, like luxury. Um, but at the same time, I put myself in the right um, mindset. It's like, okay, put, put myself in the shoes of someone in the seventies. Um, I guess this would be revolutionary, you know, like, it's like, oh, wow, I never thought of it like that, you know, the philosophies yeah. there. And I still kind of believe some of the things he says. I think that the philosophy is more interesting than the movie. <laughs> um, you know, like, just that scene alone of Bruce just talking about, um, you know, like, what, kind of like just spouting out what Jeet Kune Do is all, Jeet Kune Do is all about. I think is, you know, like pretty interesting. I mean, if you've ever seen Bruce Lee do that interview, that very famous interview, uh, you know, he's, he's basically just uh, he's describing like the way that he he imagines martial arts to be. And he, like, uh, you know, like he explains it in a very um, uh, simplified way. And in a movie format, like I thought it was pretty interesting. I can see why that would be like the tenets of a McDojo well, that, that's like what I mean. Mindset, you could though? take any of those lines because they are, you know, they're, they're great lines, yeah. but I just see them on yeah. motivational posters <laughs> hung up in a, in, in a karate school, and yeah, yeah. I just, I can't take it seriously. I, right. I get it at the time, probably, probably good, but for me now, mm, right, a, little, right. a, little, a little cheesy. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I, I thought it was, it, it was pretty well done. I mean, again, this is a, I wouldn't say originator, but like on maybe on screen, it's it's one of like the first uh, examples of yeah, anyone yeah, talking uh, about these kind of things. Right, right, and I try to I try to appreciate it for that at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, that opening scene. Um, I mean, like eventually comes into play at the very end, which is interesting because he is talking to a, I guess like a Shaolin master or Shaolin. I don't even know. Like some maybe his Sifu. I don't. I can't really tell. I'm pretty sure but, it's a Sifu. But Bruce is so fucking good. Like, it, it almost feels like he's just like a colleague of his. That's something I has always been a complaint of mine. Like well, the first time watching it, and then this time watching it again, I'm like, it never feels like Bruce needs like a Sifu because he's so wise, and the way the way that he conveys him, he postures himself and walks throughout that scene. It seems like he doesn't need to consult anyone for wisdom he knows everything well i think that's the idea of the scene mm -hmm. he has elevated to this point where he no longer really needs a sifu mm -hmm. and that's what the sifu is kind of confirming within him right, he's right. he has reached this level now that you know the teacher has become the student right yeah, yeah or the yeah. student has become the teacher excuse me yeah yeah bruce is um i mean like obviously bruce is supposed to be awesome and that's uh, I mean, awesome in, in terms of fighting, and I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of that throughout the movie, but you kind of said it. The, the, a lot of him is kind of back... A lot of the major fights are backloaded back to the very end of the film. Um, and I think, like, throughout the, the movie, I, it does enough to keep you engaged, 
but not so much where I'm like, oh, I want to see what's next. I, I, most of the time, I'm just like, okay, when do we get getting to the end? Because I know right. all the good stuff's at the end. So I think one of the things that was going on with this movie, too, is they were trying to kind of make it a spy yep. film as spy well. They were adding spy too. elements into it. Uh-huh. And it was kind of funny that uh, Bruce Lee wanted to use guns, and then they kind of say, no, no guns. And I was like, ah, <laughs> there you go again. No guns for Bruce Lee. Yep. And... Oh my God, the stealth action sequence in this movie <laughs> is so stupid. I, I, I know what they're doing, and maybe at the time it could have seemed stealthy, but him hiding behind chairs as the guards are walking by. He's just and standing no behind a statue. Him. Like, not even behind it. He's standing in front of the statue, and that guy yeah. somehow did not see him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I unfortunately had to keep rolling my eyes at that moment. But see, all that stuff is is not interesting that's where i that was pulling me out of it too because like i don't care about him trying to infiltrate the island uh i I was i was more interested in uh jim kelly and john saxon just like sleeping around that was more fun to me (laughs) of course it is of course it is zero uh yeah i mean they give all the character to those two care two performers um but yeah bruce is just yeah he's the humble or you know uh, very straightforward straight man he's literally the straight man of the, the story so there's not much you can gleam off of that so i can understand why uh you need a little bit more john and and uh and jim, jim. but i don't know i mean uh, way of the dragon uh, fist, like i feel like all his other movies you know, like they give bruce a little bit more to work with in terms of like uh, portraying a character um again like they're, they're, they're not going with that route they're trying to make him seem like a very stoic he's a shaolin monk he, he doesn't need to emote very much besides well, he's like, also speaking english too yes and that's true i'm him as an actor i'm curious if he was more comfortable speaking cantonese or yeah. in speaking english so right. maybe that has something to do with it as well they they weren't sure if giving him a lot of english dialogue would have been a good idea right if he's not well, comfortable with it if they know he can't act but he's more action focused maybe let's just tone them down let's keep them very simplified the depending on who you're you're citing uh apparently some people have said that the the screenwriter had it had it in for bruce and he made deliberately made his dialogue harder for him to pronounce some words Hmm. so uh you can tell you know like you know like some words don't seem very natural for bruce and like some of the dialogue can come kind of off as uh, a little stilted um but I mean, Bruce did grow up, you know, with you know, in the West. You know, he jumped back and forth between Hong Kong and and um, and and the states. So yeah, like he is comfortable speaking English, and you know, he understands like Western influences. I mean, ergo, why his Jeet Kune Do is Jeet Kune Do. Um, it's just like a hodgepodge of everything. But um, yeah, I guess it does kind of make sense, like in terms of. If, in terms of his acting chops, it's a little bit more stilted compared to, you know, what it was when he was doing, like, his um, Strictly Golden Harvest era stuff, which um, this movie is not. It's, like, a co-production of both, so. Uh, I don't know, but uh, the, the the final product, I think, is just okay. Um, that That's, like, the gist of my my um, my idea of this, fi- this film. I guess now is a good time to talk about the action, like actually go into it. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Enter the Dragon. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I have a lot good. I have some good things to say about the movie. I understand why it's so important. Um, I still don't necessarily like it uh, as a film. I again, I understand what significance it had. I understand like what was good about it and what resonated with so many folks. I can even empathize with people from the time and even people to this day and like what this movie did for you know martial arts in the West. I don't think martial arts would be even close to what it is uh, in the Western hemisphere, whether it's film, whether it's just practicing martial arts as a hobby. Like everything, I think this movie has so much influence that it just redefined culture. And yeah, I still don't like the movie. I still think it's really boring it's and I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So, um, okay, here's my question yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Big Boss or Enter the Dragon? The fighting in Big Boss is better than this. Isn't really? that sad for me to say that? I think, yeah, like ultimately I think the... It's not the fight. It's not the choreography. The choreography in this movie is actually sometimes better, but shot better in the Big Boss. And that's okay. that's like my general sentiments of like why I, I like. Ugh. Ultimately, I think that it's this movie's not as bad as the Big Boss. The Big Boss is easily Bruce's worst film, but it's still second to worst in my opinion. <laughs> worst as in like it's not. Well, this uh, movie's not judge terrible. It as a, judge it as a whole. Don't, oh, don't okay. Try, uh, try not to extrapolate. Sure, sure. It, it's not things. terrible. The movie's not terrible. It's just it's just not that good compared to his other films. Oh, again, not to compare, but um, if I weren't to compare it at all, I think it's just okay, at best. Uh, I understand the significance. I said all this already. Yes. Wait. Still. So, so you didn't answer my question. Big Boss or Enter the Dragon? Oh, as like a generality. Yeah, like like if you were to number them, which one oh. is first? Uh, Enter the Dragons above Big Boss, for okay, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right. It, yeah. it, it, it seemed like it was the other way around. No, the way no. Big Boss is easily the, his worst film. Okay, okay, got it, got <laughs> it, got it. Okay. But if you uh, if you were to separate stuff like the fighting, you prefer. Oh yeah, Big the boss. fighting is oh, okay. better. Big it. boss, yes, yeah. Like there's got it, got it. aspects okay. of uh, Big Boss are actually better than Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon has the worst fighting, in my opinion. <laughs> I know it's it's controversial it's, it's, it's controversial, but I am not afraid of controversy apparently. <laughs> but zero, okay. Uh, I, I said a lot already, uh, and I'm probably gonna get attacked in by in the comments <laughs> section. So, what are your thoughts to uh, end on a positive note? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it, but I kind of agree with you a little bit too because when I first watched this, I I don't know it it didn't do it for me. Upon mm-hmm. the second rewatch, because I was now familiar with the story beats, I could focus more on things I wanted to look at, and I was fast forwarding through <laughs> dialogue stuff. And character stuff I didn't I didn't care about. Yeah. Uh, I I think cutting the film down like maybe twenty minutes 
helped it helped it a lot for me cutting straight to the end helped because i do like all the action at the end so Mm. yeah this is mandatory oh absolutely material you kind of you have to watch it um obviously above his other movies i mean way way of the dragon i Mm. think Mm. i like better Ah, i'm not sure it's tough i'm gonna oh really okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna because I still need to watch Fist of Fury again. I, I now that we are rewatching his movies, I, I want to rewatch that again. Before we, may, I'll see if I can do that before we watch Game of Death. But yeah. right now, I'm not sure if I like this or Way of the Dragon better. Interesting. For me, it's a lot more linear. Uh, for me, it's Fist of Fury, Way of the Dragon, Enter the Dragon, Big Boss, Big Boss, Big Boss being bottom. I don't know where Game of Death is. We'll save that for next week when we watch that production train wreck <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't wait i've never seen it before oh I am, boy i am so excited <laughs>